Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Kedris, for that, uh, for the prayer and for reading the, the passage from which our message uh, is coming. I will also pray just as I begin and then go on. Let's pray. Loving Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, that you love us and care for us. And, and you want, you always want us to be in your presence. You, you desire for us to know you. And so, Lord, this morning, my prayer is that you will have, help us to know a little bit more of your heart for us. Lord, I pray that you use my mouth. I, I have nothing without you. I am nothing without you. And so, as your word says, that without you we can do nothing. I pray that you will help me not to try to do anything and uh, without you. And I pray that you also help all of us that as we listen, we will hear your message, oh God. Increase in me as I decrease, oh Father, that you, what what you really want us to hear is what we'll get from here. None of us will live the same that we will have met with you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope I am clear. Uh, and uh, I want to thank the Lord so much for today. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I want to thank the leadership of the cathedral for an opportunity for me to share the word of the Lord. I don't take this for granted. I, I am humbled every time I'm given an opportunity to share. And uh, this morning, uh, as uh, our sister Kedres said, our topic is God's desire for his flock. And it is taken from Jeremiah chapter 23, uh, from verse 1 to 8, which were ably read for us. So I won't read them again, although I had planned to do so, but I think uh, that's not necessary. I'll just go straight into talking about what, what is a flock, because uh, I don't want to take it for granted that we we all know what it is, but I'm sure we all know, what it, many of us know what it is. A flock is a group of animals, uh, birds or sheep, which are herded together. And so they, they are not you can have sheep going in different directions. That one is not a flock. Uh, you can have birds that are scattered and in different places. That is not a flock. And so it's a group under, and usually there's a, a leader. There's a, a, it's a group. And when we talk about the flock, of course, in our context, we're talking about the flock of God's people. And so it is a group that is, gathered together uh we many of us are christians sometimes we are in, many times we are in a different places but like right now we've gathered as a flock of all saints cathedral and so if i'm here alone uh without gathering with the rest of us we can't call that a flock and so in in that's the uh, the thing about the flock that it is people that are gathered together in the Old Testament times, Israel was referred to as the flock of the Lord and his sheep. 
And several times the Lord talks about his sheep. And in verse 1 of the chapter that we read this morning, uh, the Lord talks about his sheep. He says, what sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep? And so he called his uh, his people Israelites. He, he called them his flock. And he regarded uh, Israel as his flock. And the imagery of, of a shepherd is used many times in the word of God. And one of the most common Psalms that I think almost everybody must have heard about is Psalm 23, where David refers to the Lord as him being his shepherd. Uh, the chapter, uh, in chapter 23 of Psalm, uh, of, of Psalm says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me, he guides me, he keeps me. And then even the, chapter of our reading uh, from which our reading comes from talks about leaders of the Lord's people being shepherds the shepherds of, of his flock and so you cannot have also you cannot have a shepherd without a flock because then what are you shepherding so usually there is a flock people gather together and then you have a shepherd who takes care of the sheep and the Lord refers to himself as being a shepherd. He's, he says he's the good shepherd who takes care of his sheep. And so what is a shepherd? Because to have, like, like I said, you can't have a flock without a shepherd. Uh, neither can you have a shepherd without a flock. But the two go together. And so the shepherd is somebody who tends uh, for the flock, who herds them, who feeds them who guards them. And uh, being a shepherd is said to be one of the oldest occupation, uh, one of the world's oldest occupation. And as I was uh, preparing and praying about uh, what to share, I, these are some of the things that I, I came up across as some of the roles that shepherds do. They are not the only roles, but they are some of the major roles. One of them is to guide the sheep. Uh, the, the shepherd guides the sheep. Uh, the shepherd should be able to guide and direct the sheep where to go, where they can find good pasture. They guide them on the path so that they know that they don't wander away from the path and go into danger because the sheep, they, they, they don't know any better. They, they, need, they need guidance. They need to know the way. They can't know the way. And in our case as Christians, we know that Jesus is our shepherd. He is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. And he He is the one who guides. But he has also put in, in charge of us, in charge of his flock, he, he has put shepherds. And so for, for a shepherd to be able to guide the sheep, they also need to be following Jesus, the good shepherd, because you can't guide uh, people where you don't know. Otherwise, they may lead them into wrong paths, uh, like the ones that we read about in today's passage, where he says that uh, sorrow awaits the leaders of his people. And he says some, some devastating things about these shepherds because they were not doing what they were supposed to do. The other thing that a shepherd does is that they protect and guard the sheep. And when sheep are in the wild, they are vulnerable. Or when they are even wherever they are, they are vulnerable. In the Old Testament, we read 
uh, about David talking about when he was a shepherd, when he would be taking care of the sheep. He says that there were lions and bears that would attack the sheep, and he used to fight against those animals and deliver them, deliver the sheep out of their mouths. And so the shepherds of God's flock are also called to exercise oversight over them and to be constantly on guard, watching out over the flock uh, because God has placed the flock and into their care because there are people out there who are targeting the, 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 the sheep, the, the, the Christians who are the, the flock under which uh, a shepherd is, is placed. They are also vulnerable because we in this world, uh, there are so many things, uh, but being used by the enemy, of course, the devil, to whose job is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so without a shepherd who will guard and protect, it's very possible for people who have become Christians, for sheep, for the flock, to get scattered, to get destroyed, to be taken, for some of the sheep to be taken away because they have they have not received protection. They are not being guarded over. Then the other thing that a shepherd does is that they feed the sheep. They, they are the ones who know where to find good pasture and they take them to where they can be fed. And in, in terms of us as the church, as the flock of, of, of God, we we feed on the word of God through teaching, through the preaching of the word of God. And it is not when the shepherds can teach what people want to hear, they can teach what they think people want to hear, or they also can teach what they want to say. Like we will see some of the shepherds in the in the in this chapter of Jeremiah 23, they were teaching people what they wanted to hear. But the, the, the role of the sheep, uh, the role of a shepherd is not to feed the sheep on what they want to eat, anything they want to eat. If they want junk or they want uh, things that are unhealthy for them, you don't lead them to that. But as a shepherd, you take them to the word of the Lord. You take them to what is going to grow them. As I was preparing this, my mind went back to uh, the, this exchange between Peter and the Lord. And in John, after the, the Lord had resurrected and Peter and some of the disciples decided to go back to, to, uh, to fishing because they thought, ah, uh, I think this is it. And then they went back to fishing and the, and the Lord came and, and, and revealed himself to them. And he talked with them and fed them. They had breakfast and he talked with Peter. When we read in John 21, verse 15 to 18, we see our Lord Jesus instructing Peter about being a shepherd because he knew that Peter would be a shepherd for his sheep. We read that Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt 
Because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things and you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. So again, the basic roles of a shepherd were brought to the fore when Jesus recommissioned Peter. After Peter had denied him three times, again he recommissioned him and says, feed my lambs, take care of my sheep, tend my sheep. And uh, later when Peter is writing to the church, and when we read in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 4, he says, So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and as a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. And so Peter is again repeating that need for shepherds to take care of their sheep, to tend the sheep, in the, to exercise oversight over the sheep, over the flock under their care. They were to do this role willingly. They were not to do it under compulsion. They were to do it eagerly. But, and they were not to do it for shameful gain, like some shepherds will do. They, they, they want to gain from the flock, so they gather people around them because they want to gain from them. They were to have an attitude of Christ and serve the, the sheep and not domineering over them. Now, that is a, a beautiful picture of a shepherd. But contrary to this picture of a shepherd, the shepherds in Jeremiah's time were very different. They were taking advantage of the flock. And I'd like to read uh, from verses 11 of, 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 of chapter 20, 23 of Jeremiah, verses 11. I will not read. I see our time is really going. And so I'll read a few of the verses uh, and just stop somewhere uh, in some of the just to point out some of the things that these people are doing. In verse 11, it says, Even the priests and prophets are ungodly, wicked men. I have seen their despicable acts right here in my own temple, says the Lord. Therefore, the paths they take will become slippery. They will be chased through the dark, and there they will fall. For I will bring disaster upon them at the time fixed for their punishment. I, the Lord, have spoken. I saw that the prophets of Samaria were terribly evil, for they prophesied in the name of Baal and led my people of Israel into sin. But now I see that the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. They commit adultery and love dishonesty. They encourage those who are doing evil so that no one turns away from their sins. These prophets are as wicked as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah once were. Therefore, this is what the Lord of the heaven's armies says concerning the prophets. I will feed them with bitterness. I will give them poison to drink. For it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness has filled this land. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says to his people. 
Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making everything they say. They, they are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word, don't worry. The Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say, no harm will come your way. I think I'll stop there. Um, the, these prophets, they had, they were leading, they were prophesying in the name of Baal, first of all, and they were leading people astray. They were making people continue to do evil. In verse 14, it says, they encourage those who are doing evil so that no one turns away from their sins. The prophets are as wicked as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then verse 16, do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They're making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word, don't worry. The Lord will, will the Lord says you will have peace. So now these prophets, unlike the good shepherds, they were feeding the flock on false hopes, false, false prophecy. Instead of guiding people, instead of guiding the flock and letting them know what you're doing is wrong, you should turn away from evil. They were encouraging them and saying, No, you're okay. You are okay. You you don't have to. You, you're. You, they were telling them you'll have peace. They were telling them what they were telling them what they wanted to hear. Much like some prophets of these days, sometimes people want to hear good things. They want to hear proclamations of uh, everything is going to go well with you, and so they speak visions of their own minds, not the mouth of the Lord. They, there are many prophets and many leaders and many shepherds who are not really speaking what the mouth of the Lord is saying, but they are saying the things that they want people to hear. The prophets and priests who are shepherds of the Lord's people were proclaiming their own words instead of the words of the Lord. And therefore, people were not turning away from their evil ways. They were continuing. They were not being led into the paths of righteousness. Instead, they were being led into wickedness. They were continuing in their evil deeds. Instead of moving into the direction of the Lord, they were continuing to go further away from the Lord. They were being destroyed. They were being scattered, as it says in, in verse 1. And uh, what the Lord desired was to see that their, his flock was not being scattered, his flock was not being deceived, his flock was being guided. And that, that's when our, our reading comes in. He says, I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their fold and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them and they shall fear no more. Nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. 
and this is the name by which you'll be called the Lord our righteousness. And from that, uh, thus, I picked out some of the things that the Lord desires to see happening amidst his people in and in his flock with the right shepherds. And one of them is that his his people would be gathered together. Like I said, if you're in a if we are in different places and we are not gathered, we are not a flock. And his desire is that we will be united, we will be together. He 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 promises to gather the remnant of the flock out of all the countries and bring them back to their fold. The sheep together united, we we are able to be a witness about of who the Lord is. Individually, yes, we can witness, we can testify, we can show that the Lord is uh, the Lord is and who the Lord is. But as a as a flock, as a congregation, a united people, we have much more power of witnessing about the Lord. When we are together, united, we also encourage one another. We also help each other to grow. But when we are scattered, then it's easy for some to wander off from the, the, from the pathway. It is easy for a, a, a sheep that is not part of a flock to be easily snatched away by a, an enemy. Like the, li the lions and the bears that David talked about. I think uh, when you watch, uh, I'm sure some of us have watched some of these animal uh, the, the videos about animals, uh, how the ones that usually get grabbed are the ones that have been separated from the rest. They are not together with the rest. And so it's very easy for the uh, the pre uh, predator to to snatch them away. To Once you get separated from the rest, it becomes very easy to become uh to become prey to become eaten and uh, but also the sheep also need to be united to be together not wandering all over the place not eating from different uh different people not being led by different shepherds these days you find somebody is a, a worshiper at all saints on sunday on monday they go to a different place to be fed on tuesday they are in a different place to be fed on wednesday they are feeding from a different place and so they are getting fed and shepherded by different people and and then you wonder how where is the where you become united because you're not being fed from the same source you're you're not being you're not all getting the same messages because if I go on Tuesday to a different place and my sister Kedres goes to a different place and my brother Julian goes to a different place and we are all being fed by different shepherds, but we all call ourselves and claim to be the shepherds. We, the flock, we call, we claim to be parishioners of one, one church called All Saints. But we cannot have unity because we are not being fed from the same, uh, same, we are not getting the same feeding. We are, some of us may even go to prophets and teachers who have a different doctrine, who are teaching things that are not necessarily right. And the image that came to me, I, I grew up in the village. And so we, we, 
you ha- you have people that have cows and farms and and there is a tendency for cows sometimes to break <laughs> and and go break the fence and go and feed from the neighbor's farm sometimes they may feed on on people's crops and there'll be corals but other times they may go just to the farm but one of the things that i remember people used to be unhappy about uh, cows going from one to another is you the fear of you get diseases from the different farms and so if your cow goes to a different farm they can come back with ticks or whatever other disease that your neighbor has or if your neighbor's uh, cows come to your farm they are also likely to pick up diseases or ticks or whatever which which they would not have got if they were if they had stayed in their own farm and so as a flock of of God's people the the lord desires that we would be together being fed on the same and being united knowing where we are going moving in the same direction because if you're going to different getting going to different farms as as i may call it you, you what you're getting will not give you a united way of going together and so the lord's desires that we will be together but the lord is that the lord's desire is also that we we would have shepherds who care for us we would have shepherds who tend to us who tend to our needs so that we will no longer be afraid we will no longer be dismayed he doesn't have he doesn't want us to have shepherds that are like the ones that we read uh we in this chapter that we read who didn't they didn't really care about the sheep they didn't really care about the lord's flock because if they cared they wouldn't be telling them to go and continue doing what they were doing when they were obviously in the wrong because if you know that if you know the lord and you're a shepherd you'd know that if you let these people continue doing what they're doing the lord is going to punish them but the shepherds didn't really care and so they would they were not giving the people the the sorts of messages that they needed to hear the other thing is that that i see from here is that none should be lost or missing none should be lost or missing all that belong to the flock should be with the others those that belong to the flock but who are not yet brought in should be brought in but there are also those who belong to the flock who have dropped out either from frustrations with other sheep or from challenges that they have faced and they are also they are for missing some have wandered off <clears throat> are we searching them out as a fellow flock or our shepherd searching them out to make sure that they return to the fold the lord says he wants to make sure that none are missing none are lost there are many among us who are lost in this world who are lost being tossed here and there and uh, we the rest of us are happily going on and sometimes the shepherds are also not aware that some of their sheep are missing we unlike uh, the one the shepherd that Jesus talks about who left the 99 and went to look for the one missing the lord desires that we would look out for one another but also for shepherds to look out for their flock to make sure that none are missing if some are missing what is happening to them are they are we aware of what is going on 
The other thing that the Lord desires of his flock is that they will be well fed and satisfied. Well fed and satisfied. They should find good pasture and be satisfied. And well fed on what? They should be well fed on the true word of God. They should be given the appropriate food. They should be fed on right food, not junk food, uh, because they need to grow. If you're not being well fed, you will not grow. Because there are those who need milk. They are the spiritual babies and they need milk. Uh, But there are also those who are adults who are mature, who need solid food. Some people are still feeding on milk long after they should have moved on to be fed on solid food. But then there are also some who are being fed on solid food when they are not ready for it. Uh, the, the Lord expects our shepherds, they also, the Lord also expects us to, to be fed, to be well fed, but to be fed on the appropriate food. Uh, if, if I'm a, a baby and you're feeding me on solid food, I will get indigestion. Uh, I don't know whether babies get indigestion, but they will not. That that's not appropriate food for babies. But also, if I'm a mature woman or man, and you're keeping, you keep feeding me on milk. I'll also not. I'm not getting the right nutrition. I'm not going to be growing and and becoming what I should be. When we read in First Corinthians chapter three, verse one to three. Paul talks about these differences between uh, mature and food that is meant for people that are mature and food that is meant for people that are not. This is what he says. Uh, This is the message version, but I also read another version. The message version says this. But for right now, friends, I'm completely frustrated by your unspiritual dealings with each other and with God. You're acting like infants in relation to Christ, capable of nothing, much more than nursing at the breast. Well, then I'll nurse you since you don't seem capable of anything more. As long as you grab for what makes you feel good or makes you look important, are you really much different than a babe at the breast? Content only when everything's going your way. When one of you says, I'm on Paul's side, and another says, I'm for Apollos. Aren't you, to- aren't you being totally childish? And that is the message version. But Amplified Version says, However, brothers and sisters, I could not talk to you as to spiritual people, but only as to worldly people, dominated by human nature, mere infants in the new life in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Even now, you are still not ready. You're still worldly, controlled by ordinary impulses, the sinful capacity. For as long as there is jealousy and strife and discord among you, are you not unspiritual? And are you not walking like ordinary men? So there are those who are babies who need spiritual, who need spiritual milk, who need milk. But, and those who are still immature in their faith. These are people who who you find there is strife, there's jealousy, there's discord in a flock. I don't know what you would say is 
the flock that we belong to? Do you think we have jealousy? Do we have strife? Do we have discord? In that case, we still need milk, unfortunately. But if we have moved on, if we are different, then we don't need milk. We need, we need solid food. And so we need to be fed and to be satisfied. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 13 and 14 also talks about this. It says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, still being an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And so the, the Lord desires that we will be fed, but fed well. Then lastly, the Lord desires that we will be fruitful and we will multiply. He, he desires to see us growing. When you have sheep, you want to see it grow, both the individual sheep and also the flock. If you have sheep and it is not growing, it, is, it stays as a lamb, you would be concerned as a shepherd because you don't, you, you want it to mature and also multiply. Uh, even any, anything else anyway, any flock that you have that is not maturing, you get, in, you get worried if, uh, if all the, the, the cattle you have are cows and they don't grow, then you know you're not going to grow your flock. The same thing with us as, as children of God, as sheep of God. If we are not growing individually, that means we are also not going to give birth to others and to multiply. We can't be fruitful when we are not growing. The Lord desires to see us grow. No one wants to have a flock of three or four sheep, uh, at least uh, for us who, who have cattle in our area. We want to have big flocks. We have to be a big herd of, of, of cows. Or if you have sheep, you want to see, have a, a big flock. And the desire of, of, our, of, of our shepherd is that the flock will grow to hundreds and maybe thousands and millions. They grow by giving birth to other sheep, and so they should multiply. It, multiply. As individuals, we should be growing and becoming more and more like our chief shepherd, Jesus. But we also have a role to multiply the church. It is our mandate to make disciples of all nations and add more into the kingdom. This is Mission Month, praise the Lord. Our role is that we will be multiplying the flock. We shouldn't be just seated and content and saying we have a beautiful church, we have a beautiful fellowship, and that is it. The Lord desires to see multiplication, and we can only do this if we are growing as individuals, and that only comes if we are being fed on the right food, on the appropriate food, and as we do that, we can also then multiply and increase the numbers that come into the kingdom of God. Thank you. Uh, let's pray as I close. Lord, I want to thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us of your desire to see us grow as individuals and as a flock and the things that you want of us, as from us as a flock, but also from our shepherds. 
Lord, I pray that you will help us to be able to be the kinds of people you want us to be, kinds of shepherds you want, the kinds of flock that you want, that we will increase your the numbers that come into your kingdom and reduce the numbers that are in the devil's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, our sister Liz, for this wonderful, wonderful message. Uh, our time is far spent, so I will not go back into it. But it's very clear that there are two categories at any one point. There is the shepherd. You could be the family head. You could be a head of department where you work. You could be wherever. And then you could be a leader in the church. You could be a leader of a ministry, a fellowship. So there is that category, and uh, she deeply shared on God's desire for the shepherds to be marching against God, righteous and holy and yet loving and compassionate and kind. And um, um, it, it's such a challenge uh, where I sit as, as, as the people's warden. So I've picked a number of things. I'm hoping that you have each I picked uh, something as a homestead leader, uh, shepherds. And then the second category is uh, the sheep. Is sheep which keeps, uh, some of them keeps running back and forth and the shepherd has to keep putting his uh, road to bring it back, not by beating, but by drawing it back. And this sheep that needs to be fed and fed on the right thing, on God's word as is in the scriptures and not twisted to suit um, what the shepherd in court wants. So we have, I think, hope that each of us thought, as, as Liz shared, oh my goodness, I think I'm still an infant, although I've been saved for so many years. I think I'm a mature person and I'm not productive. So the challenge for us this morning is that we may reflect again on our own individual lives and the role God is giving us as of now and ask ourselves, are we doing our best where we are for the glory of God? Are we fruitful? Are we multiplying God's people? Or are we uh, still feeding on milk? We can't quote a scripture, we can't interpret anything, and yet we've been saved for some time. Or even we have been part of church and we have never had an encounter with the Savior. May the Lord lead us to that point where both the shepherds and the sheep would receive a well-done, good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again for this morning. Thank you for the 84 of us who have heard these words. We are praying that, Lord, your Holy Spirit will continue to stir us up to do the needful, for the shepherds to eagerly tend and look for the right food, feed the flock, support them, protect them. Oh, God, have mercy on us. For the sheep to be willing to keep within the flock and not scatter because the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a rolling lion, seeking someone to devour, seeking a, a, a descending individual. Father, we pray 
that you save us from re religious or Christian prostitution of running from shepherd to shepherd, that we may sit under your feet and learn from you with the people you've given us to take care of us. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. Now we pray that as we move out to serve you in various ways, that, Lord, we will be able to demonstrate what we have learned through our actions, through our words, through our way of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.